0: This is the Maxing You Podcast. Maxing You Podcast. Where dating extraordinaire, fitness expert, and former Miss Marilyn talks all things self-growth and relationship elevation. She's got you covered on mindfulness, fitness,
1: nutrition, relationships, and self-care. You got a girl that could finally do it
0: all. You're one place to listen to for all the things that matter. Now, here's your host, Coach T.
1: Hi guys, it's Coach T with another episode of Maxing You. Today I interviewed Sydney Latwaco, a member of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, and we chatted about relationships. She talked to us about her new relationship and how this one special guy was able to stand out in her DMs, and then we chatted all things wellness and fitness in the time of COVID. We'll jump right into it. Hi guys, it is Coach T here with Maxing You, and I'm so excited today. We've got our guest, Sydney Lutwako, who was part of Bachelor Nation, Um, and I'm just excited to have her here because she has such amazing insights um, about relationships and fitness and all the things that we care about here at Maxing
0: You. How are you, Sydney? I'm doing good. I'm having a very fitnessy day, so right on brand with you guys, but it's, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. We're happy to have you. So I will just jump right in to the first thing. So I heard that you are now in a relationship and I would love to hear about that. So tell us, tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So this this kind of happened right in the middle of quarantine, which is pretty crazy. So we started talking in March of this year and it was right when covid had shut everything down when everyone was back home before then i was dancing on tour for bachelor live on stage so i was like living my life having a good time not really dating or doing any of that i had spent the whole year prior obviously dating or trying to date on the bachelor and then bachelor in paradise um but i was focusing on my career after that and then the world shut down so i was at home we're on our phones a lot more, and there was a guy that had watched me on The Bachelor and Paradise, and I guess took interest in me in some way and was following me and would occasionally would just reach out via DMs. Whenever I would put up like question stickers or just things on my story as I was living my life, he would answer them or just send me like funny DMs. It was all like, it was never creepy. It was all like very endearing and like fun. Uh, But it wasn't until quarantine happened where I actually looked at who was on the other side of these DMs and actually paid attention to who I had been talking to before. And there was like a good two day period in quarantine that we were just talking nonstop over DMS and it got to the end of the two days and he eventually gave me his number and I'm thinking well I'm in Virginia right now the world is shut down normally I live in LA everything is weird and this guy lives in Ohio, like this is obviously not going to go anywhere. There's no way. But I didn't want to stop talking to him essentially, because I had nothing else really to do. And it was like keeping me going in quarantine. So I texted him back right away. And then from there, we just started texting nonstop. And then eventually we took it to FaceTime. And then it turned into three months of us just like talking every single day, uh, usually hours on end at night after my parents would go to bed and we were (laughs) I was just (laughs) hanging out in my childhood bedroom and we were able to create this like interesting, amazing relationship over the phone without ever meeting in person. And then eventually once the world started opening up again and things got more normalized as far as COVID protocols and things like that, we decided it was time to finally meet in person. And then I took the chance and after months of talking, uh, I flew to Ohio to stay for a week to see if. It was what it was in person, as good as it was over the phone, and luckily, A, he wasn't a murderer, and B, it (laughs) was (laughs) um, worse in person. It was actually much better, and uh, we fit really well, so then from there, we just kind of started this relationship that now I'm in, and yeah, we originally agreed to do long distance, thinking that I was going to move back to LA and do all that Right now I'm in his house in Ohio. So a lot of things have happened since then, but. Yeah, so,
1: wow. Well, that's a cool story. So having the matchmaking background, I love hearing all of these very interesting stories. I think COVID brought out the most interesting of circumstances for relationships because we all had to adapt. So it was either, you know, you weren't going to be doing anything for seven months or you were going to adapt online, even if that wasn't your thing. So, what made his DMs stand out to you, instead of probably the other gazillion DMs I'm sure you get?
0: Yeah, it it was a matter of just being friendly and fun, and he seemed like a normal person, and he was really easy to talk to. I'm just one for humor, and I like to be with a person that makes me laugh. And every time he ever DM me, it was I always laughed about it. So, I, yeah, I just think it was simple and easy. It wasn't creepy at all. And it just kind of worked for whatever reason. And, I, and you mentioned the point of how, how everything's kind of shifting online, which I, with my experience, I felt that we were able to build a stronger relationship than I would have maybe just dating in person because you go through the, you know, the first date and then you have to wait a few days and you do all the rules and all the things and dress up. But this was just like bare minimum, just us talking. There was no... Option to be physical or anything like that, so it was just us getting to know each other and seeing if we could build a relationship together. So that made it really interesting, but I think made it more successful for us in the long run.
1: Yeah, it it sounds like that. And so I remember talking to you a few months before quarantine, you were living in LA, and I think prior to that, you were in New York before LA, right? So now you're in Ohio. So what would you tell people who want to have this very rigid plan about finding love? Like they want it to be in their geographical area. They want it to be on their timeline. What do you, what do you tell them?
0: I was one of those people. Like I only focused on my career. I was, I was dancing for the Knicks when I was living in New York. I was very busy. I always had a schedule. Dating was difficult for me to balance. And then when it I was going on dates with guys and it was just not not lining up. I would just push it to the side and just keep focusing my career. And the same thing with when I recently moved out to LA, like I was trying to switch up my, my environment to kind of see what new opportunities were coming. And I was in the middle of like my career uh, going well and obviously the world shut down. So I think this time for me has just made me realize like I can't plan out every part of my life and like, I don't have all the answers and for me, this time it's just been focusing on like what is flowing, what is working and like where can I best serve my energy and like my talents and my skills. And right now that's at, in this relationship, this was the only thing really in quarantine that was like made sense. So I just kind of went with it and not to say like I won't move back to L.A. or anything like that. But for now, like this made the most sense. Uh, L.A. was still shut down. I can't really do auditions. I'm doing all of my work basically online. Uh, there's not the arts industry in general was just not happening. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to fight something that I can't win. So just kind of submitting and just like allowing my life to kind of unfold. It's kind of worked out in a really beautiful way. So
1: no, it, 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 that's, it sounds amazing. I'm very excited for you, but I think that's so true. I've been talking to people about that, you know, all the time, everything's sort of just kind of unfolding in ways that we would have all like not wanted, you know, to happen otherwise, but, um, it's all kind of working out. So, so tell me how, how is dating in person, um, and outside of the bachelor different from dating on the show?
0: It's very different as far as for the bachelor, you're dating one guy, with all women against are going for this one person. So it's very competitive and, you have a short short allotment of time. So I think that's why you see everyone kind of like showing all their deepest, darkest secrets right away and just like telling all sides of themselves as soon as they sit down with them, which normally if you were to do that in a dating situation, you would be ghosted immediately. So it's just like (laughs) a different dynamic, but the world kind of calls for that and kind of pushes that out of you, which is good in a way because it helps you to kind of like shed Walls that you have are things that you're maybe would not do on a first date or like in a dating scenario in real in the real world. Right. So I, it was kind of like dating training camp in a way. Um, Paradise, another competitive environment. And that was interesting because there's always like people coming in and out of the beach and you're always... You could always worry about someone having a wondering eye, say, if you build a relationship with someone and it's going well, and then someone else walks down the stairs and they ruin it for you, which that one seems a little bit more like the real world in a way because of people on dating apps and having all these options. So yeah, it makes you work on being confident and going after the things that you want, which is good. and it helps you to like kind of learn about yourself and who you are in a relationship and like what you're looking for, I think is what I learned from that process.
1: Yeah. So were you on dating apps, like after The Bachelor?
0: Yeah. So I, my, I went on The Bachelor and then I went to Paradise in June and then I decided I wanted to move to LA. So I moved to LA that summer. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really dating so much in New York when I had just gotten off the show. I was kind of just like resetting and knowing or eventually knowing that I was going to be on paradise. Uh, but I did do dating apps all the time before I went on the show, which is why, what got me on the show. And then, uh, when I went to LA, I was on it a little bit, but I, I was more trying to get settled in like what I was doing. Again, I was focusing on my career. I did go on a really interesting LA date though, when I was living there for a short period of time and he turned out to be really strange and just like, a w- kind of a weird LA guy and wasn't what I was looking for so then I was like eh well I'll just not focus on this part of my life for now I'm just going to focus on what I what's working or what I'm trying to get established here so yeah uh I I was but didn't have a lot of a success on dating apps
1: yeah so would you what could you tell the audience about um, what were in profiles that stood out to you. So like what were the elements of the guys that were not like the weirdos?
0: Yeah. I always just like to see that they have a personality or a life or something that I could see myself in, in a way Mm -hmm. like, anyone that's going to set themselves apart from the typical guy holding a fish or like hunting or like those typical <laughs> pictures that you see yeah. anyone that had like funny I liked hinge a lot because it had questions and like eight people were able to kind of show their personalities a lot which helped me because I think that was my biggest issue with dating apps is that I could only see like a photo of a person and for me I'm just like a really big personality person and and it's also different. As soon as you're with them in person, like you can feel their energy. You just you can tell if you connect right away. We're on dating app. You don't really have any of those other filters to figure out if you're gonna be a match in person. So yeah, anything that kind of sets someone apart just shows their personality in a way. And like it, they have different interests or hobbies more than just like one one version of a person.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And so no, that makes a lot of sense. And so tell me about like your top. Three things that got you and your partner through this long distance, you know, yeah. situation during COVID. So I know a lot of people are finding themselves in these relationships now.
0: Yes, it's it's interesting. So I actually when I realized I was gonna be doing long distance, I'd asked all of my followers like advice because one, this was my first real relationship ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really count any of the ones on The Bachelor, and before that I wasn't dating really. So this was like my first solid one and people had all these great recommendations. If you're going to be doing long distance, basically, try to talk every day and if you can't know that other people have everyone has different lives and different schedules especially if you're on a different coast and things like that just be a little bit more understanding they said things like never fight over the phone because you can't really make up and it's just like difficult i just understand that it's a difficult situation Mm -hmm. they some people went to the extremes where they had like a burner phone that they would sleep each other with having it on all night just so they felt like they were sleeping with each other um One of the good ones that we adapted was to share a journal and to write in the journal when you're apart from each other. So one person has a journal and then writes their experience or things about the other person. They're kind of like love letters. And then when you go visit the other person, you leave the journal with them. They write on it, write on, yeah, write in it. And then they bring the journal back to you and it goes back and forth. So that was something that we started, which was really nice. That is Um, nice. Yeah. So just like little things like that. Another person said to share a Google calendar so you understand like each other's schedules and if someone's really busy that way to be like a little more understanding. So yeah, just like if as long as you're on the same page about doing the long distance and you're both willing to put in the work and the effort, I think it can definitely work.
1: Right. Absolutely. That's great. So switching topics now, I know that you are like an avid lover of fitness and health And so that's another big thing that we do. Um, Me having a background as a personal trainer, and I believe you're a bar instructor, right? So how did you stay fit during COVID? Like what were some of the things you were doing and what do you tell people who are still struggling?
0: I'm a big group class person. Like I love to work out and I love to teach in group settings. And I also love just being around other people's energy when I'm trying to get through a workout. So uh, things I did, I was teaching online. So I just started doing weekly workouts for anyone that wanted to to sign in. Originally, I started them on Instagram, but then Instagram just got a little weird. So then I took it from Instagram to Zoom and just started like doing a weekly, like two or three classes. And it was a way of like for me to be active and stay f- and also just to keep teaching and having energy and like feeding off of other people as well Mm -hmm. so i started implementing that i'm still doing that as well now i just started doing personal training um through a program called flex it that i've been teaching regularly i also downloaded the peloton app which is great uh it's just even if you don't have a bike or a a treadmill it kind of has all types of different workouts and different guides so yeah i just found ways to hold me accountable that was through other people and um by just finding fun ways to work out when I wasn't necessarily feeling it one day.
1: Yeah, no, that's so interesting that someone like you who is an instructor also sometimes could potentially struggle with being accountable or still being motivated to work out. I mean, I find the same thing with my my clients, especially with COVID. Like the people who show up to the live classes, they do like an amazing job. And the people who like can't seem to work that in have issues with accountability and the success is just not there.
0: Yeah. And it also gave me structure to my day, which was like, okay, I'm doing this workout. Then I have this later. It just like gave me a schedule in a way. Whereas if I hadn't had that, it would have gotten a little crazy. So it definitely helped.
1: Yeah. And so I know bar has been a a big thing as of like the last several years. What would you, um, what would you tell people who are just trying to start out? Is it something that they can find out about online, maybe join one of your classes?
0: um i teach regularly uh on a company called flexit and they have all different types of companies that uh have one-on-one instructors i'm because i've been teaching for so long i'm really good at tailoring things down or up to people and giving people modifications so they can always reach out to me on there just like me on, on instagram but i think just find something that you enjoy so find like try out different things don't put pressure on like this has to be my thing or this has to be my thing just see what did you like and i I'm also a big believer in following where your energy levels are. And I get really into tracking my cycle based on what I should be doing exercise wise. So there's a whole thing, but I also follow, uh, the flow app it's FLO. It's an app that tells you like where you are in your cycle. This is mostly for women, but then on certain days or certain times of the month, we're supposed to be doing like more hit and more strength and more like intense Mm -hmm. workouts where as you get closer to your period and menstruation, you should like tailor things down and do Pilates, walking things like yoga, just to kind of work with where your energy already is. So I started doing that. And that has just made it so much easier where I'm days where I'm like, I have no energy. I can, I have a reason to have no energy and I can kind of tailor my workouts to that.
1: I don't know. That's so interesting. I've heard several people talk about sort of tailoring their workouts, you know, in that way. I haven't tried it yet. My trainer has been trying to get me to do it, but yeah, that'll be.
0: Definitely helps. And I heard things like apparently you're if you're pushing your body too much in certain areas like you can increase fat storage and all this crazy stuff. So oh, that no. kind of scared <laughs> of me. But um it's yeah, I just mostly just because it helps me to feel like good about me just taking it a little less hard one day uh, based on where I'm at. So. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs>
1: And so what about your, like, eating lifestyle, your well-being? Like, how do you – how does all that flow?
0: So that can be hard with – if you're bored in quarantine or if you don't really have a schedule, it's easy to snack and things like that. Yeah. I've always – if I notice I'm snacking more, I try to make sure that I'm balancing my meals better so that it doesn't leave me hungry in between meals. Mm -hmm. So I usually try to do, like, the protein-fat – greens and fiber in a meal just to get all of those things just to kind of fuel me enough so i have um the energy to get through the hours without like reaching for the chips or things like that. I'm definitely a foodie though so i have to, i like have to have my good tasting food so i just make sure that i have all those things. So yeah, i think just filling yourself up and making sure that you're fueled fueled enough to sustain you for those times where you want to reach for the snacks.
1: <laughs> Are you on like a standard three meal a day
0: yeah, so usually I'll do like a three meal a day, and then I usually end up having like an afternoon snack because, especially if I'm teaching and um, pretty active in the day, it just keeps me sustained. Yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: So tell us about your upcoming projects. I know we were going to work together um, with an event that was canceled due to the California fires, but looking forward to potentially doing an event with you in Spain. So tell me what you're doing in the meantime.
0: Yeah. So I just actually recently started a podcast with a friend from the show. So I've been spending a lot of time doing that and kind of getting that running. We, we've been going now for like two, three weeks and that's been really fun. And I've always like been a huge fan of podcasts and I've always been a listener, but now I get to produce them myself and like talk to my friends and talk to people that inspire me, which is really cool, which is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we just started that. I, I edit it all of that and do all of that, the editing and technology side of it. So it keeps me pretty busy. Um, but that's been like my main focus and that and just teaching and figuring out my life for now in Ohio and trying to like, you know, expand on what I'm doing here and figuring yeah. it out. But yeah. So for now I would say like podcast is my main focus until hopefully traveling and doing all that eventually. Yeah. So
1: if we open up in 2021, let's hope it's a better year than this past. What do you have any? Um, do you have any goals that you're hoping to attain in 2021? So that's the question for all my guests until January one.
0: That's a great question. Um, until January first is yeah. what we're trying to work on. Yeah. yeah, I would say just keep. I'm just keep trying to find ways to be creative and fill up that that artist that performer side that's missing. So I've been you know, trying to be creative on social media and things like that. So just kind of expanding on, I guess, for lack of a better word, like my brand and what I'm doing and trying to find ways to be creative and work online and get everything, you know, in an online space that can reach more people. So just kind of expanding on what I'm already, already doing to take it into the new year and hopefully maybe travel with the podcast, travel for other things and just kind of open it up to other audiences and more people until we can be in person.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. We've enjoyed learning from you. And, um, you know, we love your take on everything. So really excited to have people maybe take a listen to your podcast, maybe find uh, one of your workouts. I'll probably join one of your live uh, weekly workouts. That could be very cool. So thanks for joining us, Sydney.
0: Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. And if anyone of your listeners wants to reach out, I'm always on Instagram at Sydney Latwaco and our podcast is black beans and rice and all of my links as far as to my workouts are all on my Instagram. So find me there. Fantastic. Very good. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
1: So that was an awesome interview with Sydney. I look forward to helping you guys learn more. As we dive into a variety of topics about wellness, relationships, and self-care here at Maxing You, if you have any interesting people that you think would be great to have on our podcast, please comment below. I'd love to consider having them on. Um, In terms of how I can help you, check out maxingyou.com where we'll have a variety of free tools and resources for you to dive in and promote your self-growth and relationship elevation. I'll see you next time.
0: This was another episode of Maxing You. Keep up with Coach T off the podcast and follow our Instagram at maxing underscore you. Follow us. Want some more of Maxing You? Yeah, I'm lit. Yeah. Visit our site, maxingyou.com.